Welcome to Locally Grown, a podcast about business, strategy, mindset, and everything in between to get you to your biggest triumphs and get you through your biggest challenges. If you're a brick and mortar business owner who is looking to scale to six, seven, or even eight figures, then this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips to take your business from struggling to profitable, all from my own real life experiences being an entrepreneur, coach, and business consultant. This is the podcast for helping you build a business today so you can also build a legacy for the next generation. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Locally Grown Podcast. I am your host, as always, Teresa Cantley. Total sidebar, but I have been so sick. At the time of this recording, it is August, and I know COVID is on the rise again, and so many people that I know have been getting sick, and I'll tell you what, man, this hit me hard, and I don't typically get sick. And this one like took me down. So I was going to record a podcast. I was going to record an episode and I had like no voice. And every time I would talk, I would cough. So I am hoping that I get through this episode because this is an important topic, something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, something I've talked about on my live videos and wanted to just make sure that I get it here to all of you who listen to the podcast on a regular basis. So hopefully we get through this episode. I have my water here. I don't have my cough drops, so I'm pretty sure we'll be okay. But just in case, I just want to put that out there that this is a live recording and you know, you've heard my dogs bark in the background. You've heard the lawnmower going or my husband when he's after he's done mowing the lawn, he's blowing the grass, you know. So it is live. So anything can happen. But again, I have my water and all will be good. Because after all, you know, I'm human. We're all human. But today, the topic that we're talking about, and I had a conversation, I had a call with a potential client on Friday, and we were talking about his business. We were talking about he is a managing partner at a very large, I guess, global firm. Most of their offices are in the United States, and big company, big company. And he runs a smaller one division, I guess you could say, or one business unit within this huge company. And we were having this conversation about, you know, where he's stuck, things that he was looking for, where his business is, what he needs help on. And I said to him, I said, listen, I said, a lot of businesses run into this problem right now. Because he said to me, he said, you know, this guy's super smart, CPA, you know, has done a lot of things in his career, high level accounting and forensic work and, you know, super, super smart. But he said to me, you know, I made partner and there are things that I don't know how to do. There are things that I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. I don't even know what questions to ask, you know, because now he's in charge of running this business unit. And he's like, you know, I've been able to grow it so much, but there's so many gaps and there's things that I don't know how to do. And he said, which is one of the reasons why he reached out and wanted to have this call. And it was specifically around 
marketing and process design, visibility, um, you know, connecting with customers, all of that stuff. And I said to him, I said, listen, a lot of businesses, especially bigger businesses, are stuck in this trying to do business with an old playbook in a new world. You know, since COVID and even before that, I think it's been like this for the past 10 years, things have just been changing. Society has been changing. People have been changing. People's buying habits have been changing. But there's so many businesses that want to continue to do things the same way and think the same way. And business owners have told me, you know, no, we don't do it the same way we always have. You know, we're doing this different or we're doing that different. But what's not different is the way that they look at their business and the way that they look at the structure of their business and the way that they look at their team within the business. So many businesses are trying to, and they can't get out of their own way. When it comes to this, they're trying to do business and conduct business and find customers and have these conversations, promote, even promoting their business. They want to do it with an old playbook. But unfortunately, things are different. This is a new era. This is a new world. They're determining whether or not they're going to work with someone or buy from someone based on a whole new set of criteria, a whole new set of rules. So if you're trying to play with an old playbook in a new world, it just doesn't align. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. And it was funny because when I was talking to him, I asked him one simple question. I said, have you ever sat down and really defined who your ideal client is? Like, what are the pain points? You know, what is that person really struggling with? And what is it that, you know, your secret sauce is? And he looked at me because it was a Zoom call. He looked at me and he was like, no. He goes, you mean like outside of the normal language that we use? And I said, yes. And he said, no, you know, we never have. So that's one just clear example of, again, you know, people want to use these large terms, you know, work with us and we'll save you 50% or, you know, work with us because we are the leading experts and blah, blah, blah. And our team has a thousand years experience and blah, 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 you know, and that kind of stuff just doesn't, um, it just doesn't connect with people. And I mean, at one point I guess it did because, you know, a lot of these businesses have grown, but it doesn't, that's not what connects with people anymore. So, and that's just one example. But again, as we dug into the conversation more and just based on what I see out on the internet, people are trying to do business, conduct business, market their business using an old playbook in a new era. And I think one of the things that really is something that people need to step into even more than they ever did was really understanding what their role is and shifting what they believe is possible for their business and their team. Now, a couple episodes, we did a whole thing on what really is a CEO and what isn't a CEO. The myths, the truths, and the myths, I think is what I called it. So what I wanted to talk about today is the other piece that syncs with the CEO, which is a COO. And 
how do you know, like really what is a COO and how do you know when you need it? And the reason why I brought up that old playbook in a new era is because the one thing that we need to change or we need to upgrade is our thinking about our business and also our thinking about ourselves as a business owner and a leader in a business. Because just thinking about yourself as a business owner, I own a small business. As this gentleman said to me, I am a managing, I am a managing partner. I'm a managing director. It was like, okay, that's great. That's great. That's just the title. But really, what are you? And when we got down to it, he's the CEO. Because if you remember from the last episode when we talked about what a CEO is, the CEO is the person that defines the vision, the person that drives that vision forward. And that vision is what is that that future that we want to create and that difference that we want to make in the lives of our customers, our community, you know, and anybody who we have an impact on. So you can be a CEO and you could be the manager of a business unit or you could be a manager of a department. But if you look at yourself and say, I am a CEO, it changes the way that you see things. It changes what you believe is possible for yourself as a leader and also what you need to be doing as a leader. But it also changes what is possible for your team and to, again, really make that vision come to life. So along the same lines of this is a COO. Now, if you look at the textbook definition, the textbook definition is a COO, chief operations officer, is the second highest executive in a business besides the CEO. Okay. Like in a nutshell, that's what it is. How I like to tell people is, is that your COO is your right arm. Your COO is your second in command. That is the person that is going to co-create the vision for the business, for your department, for, you know, whatever with you. Okay. And if we think about doing business with an old playbook, the old playbook was where I couldn't have a COO. I couldn't have a second in command unless I was a certain size of a business or unless I was a certain type of business. And I'm here to tell you that is just not true in the new era of leadership. The new era of leadership is more about mindset than it is about strategy, any kind of strategy or tactic. It's more about what you believe is true about yourself, about your capabilities, about the capabilities of the business, and then how you direct your energy towards that based on what you believe. So, you know, I always like to say where your focus goes, your energy flows. So if you're focused on or you're giving energy to the fact that you're only a business owner, that's what you're going to be, right? But if you direct your energy towards saying, I am a CEO, things shift. You're able to really 
make sure that the thoughts that you think about your business, about your team, align with whatever vision you're trying to create, right? So again, when we look at and we start to define ourselves as the CEO in our business, and I don't care if you are by yourself in your business, you're the CEO. And when you start thinking that way, again, your thoughts change, your actions change, the results change. So when we start thinking like that and we start to think, hey, I can't do this alone. I need someone to help me co-create this. And that's when we start to look for a COO. Now, a COO, again, is the second in command, all right? So if we look at it and we look at our business and I have a have it defined that there's five arms of the business, okay? We have marketing, we have sales, we have customer service, customer fulfillment, we have finance, and we have just our regular ops with our admin and everything. So the COO reports directly to the CEO, okay? But then the COO is in charge of making sure that all of those five arms of the business run smoothly. And it doesn't mean that they do the work. It means that they take the vision of the business owner, of the CEO, and then they start to direct it down to the people who work within those five arms. So it could be contractors, it could be regular employees, it could be vendors. And that person makes sure that everything is flowing smoothly so that, guess what? The CEO doesn't have to do that. Because when the CEO is getting into the weeds and when the CEO is getting into all of that nitty gritty stuff, the focus on the vision gets diluted. The focus on the vision becomes secondary and that's why businesses plateau or business owners, CEOs, get burned out because they're focusing on the wrong things, all right? I heard this the other day from my own mentor. We don't get burned out from working. We get burned out from doing the wrong work. And I've seen it time and time again with a business owner, a CEO, who is doing the wrong work and continuing to do, to be in the weeds and do those operational things. And then they get burned out because more often than not, those operational things are not in their zone of genius. So a COO is that person that you can, that has complementary skills as you, but has complementary that can think like you, but also like they think and they can do. All right. They can take your vision for your business and say, okay, how are we going to distill this out into projects, into tasks, and break it out and have everybody accountable for a certain piece of it? All right. So that's what a COO in a nutshell does. So, how do you know when it's time to get a COO, when you need one? All right. And again, the old playbook would say, well, I don't need a COO because I'm not at X amount in revenue, in X amount in sales. My business isn't X amount big. And that's false. You need a COO or a second in command sooner than you believe you do. All right. So I'm going to give you five things that you can start to think about as a business owner, as a CEO, 
And if any of these resonate with you, it's time for you to get a COO, to get somebody to help you to co-create your vision with you. And even if you brought somebody in to be your second in command, and let's say you don't call them a COO to begin with, they could just be your director of operations. They could be your VP of operations, whatever you want to call it. But eventually you're training them and teaching them to do things the way that you would do them. So then eventually they step into that COO role and then you are solely focused on the vision. And most often CEOs are visionaries. COOs can be visionaries, but then they're also more strategy focused. Okay. They have a lot of COOs have the ability to do both. Whereas CEOs, they need to be solely focused on being the visionary. Now I have seen CEOs. I actually know several people who are not necessarily visionaries, but their COO, since their COO has that visionary piece to it, they help to direct the vision that the CEO has. All right. They help to pull out what that vision is. If the CEO can't fully create it or get it out there, if you have a really good COO who can read your mind, basically, they will help you to get that defined so that you can get it out there. All right. So I'm going to give you five, five things. So number one, you feel like you can't get everything done. You feel like you're running around in a circle. You feel like you're just overwhelmed. You have all these tasks. And remember, we don't get burned out from working. We get burned out from doing the wrong work. And most often when we're doing the wrong work, it's stuff we shouldn't be doing. It's stuff we should either delegate out to somebody else or it's stuff that we just need to get off our plate completely. But it's typically work that we shouldn't be doing. So if you feel like that, maybe it's time to look for a second in command. Number two, you know you're the bottleneck. I had this with a client of mine years ago who I still work with, where he had to know every single detail. He had to be involved in every single decision. Well, if he was traveling, he was away, he was in meetings or whatever, well, guess what happened? It held up making a decision about stuff. So one of the first things that we did is said, okay, where are you the bottleneck in things. And then who do we need to delegate this to? And he has multiple businesses. So they ended up going to multiple COOs within those businesses because he was the bottleneck. And when you're the bottleneck, what happens to energy when it gets squished? Don't go anywhere, right? So if you are the bottleneck, it's time that you get some help. Number three, you're doing things out of your zone of genius, which is leading you to have anxiety. A lot of times people will tell me, Teresa, I have anxiety about growing. I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm running, but my feet aren't touching the ground. And oh my gosh, Teresa, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm worried because I built this and maybe it'll go away. Again, that's because you're focusing on things that are outside of your own zone of genius. And we want to make sure that everybody is focusing in their zone of genius because that's how we stay in a state of flow. That's how we stay aligned with what we're working towards. So when people feel like that, we normally talk through it and say, okay, well, what's making you feel like this? And when we get to the bottom of it, it's again, 
because they're working on things that they shouldn't be working on. They're not staying focused on the vision. They're focusing on every other thing except the vision and getting stuck. So if that's you, again, another sign that you need to bring on a second in command. Number four, your business has been in the same place or declining. Whether or not we want to recognize this, if we're doing all these things that I've said so far, all right, and we don't have a COO and you're not staying focused on the vision, even though you're putting out all these ads and you're doing all these things and you're trying, you know, you're marketing and nothing's working, well, it's because we're focused on the wrong things and we end up becoming the reason why our business isn't growing. Because instead of focusing on moving forward, all we're doing when we're doing things like that, when we are the bottleneck, when we think we need to do everything and, you, and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling worried and you're feeling, well, guess what? You start functioning in fear and scarcity. You start putting out more coupons. You start getting out, you start buying more inventory. You start, you know, just kind of throwing bodies at positions because you're not thinking about it clearly. And that's where having a COO is so helpful, so helpful, where you can talk about the strategy of a business. You can talk about where things are, where the gaps are, where the business is falling short, where things are frustrating, where things might feel quote unquote heavy. And that person can then work through it with you to say, okay, this is what we need to do next. This is what we maybe like, let's shift this over to this person. Let's do this. Maybe we need to hire this person. So again, that is where the COO can really, really help to bring together the vision and the strategy and then the tasks. And number five, you have zero time to create. I will say this. I am not immune to this. I fall into this category myself. I book myself up silly with meetings and appointments and whatnot, and then I don't give myself time to create. As the visionary, as the CEO, we need to make sure that we have white space in our calendar every single week. Sometimes, I mean, for a lot of people, I also say every day, whether it's an hour or what, to create, to create, to really get in touch with that vision, to get in touch with what is that problem that you're solving for your customers and how can you take your insights, your knowledge, your experiences and put it into content that you can share with people so that more people want to work with you, but also so that you're able to touch the lives of more people and help more people. If you don't have time to do that, well, that's a problem. Because more than likely, again, if we go back to the four other things I just said, you are focused on the wrong things. So if you find that every week, you're not spending time creating, you're not spending time looking at your vision and your goals, you're not spending time brainstorming what are the different things that you know you need to do or that you know you want to do next so that you can have a conversation with your team. If you're not doing that, it's time that you get a COO. It's time that you get that second in command again to help you to co-create and bring all of your ideas and your dreams and your goals and things that you want to create to life. 
So if we review, number one, you feel like you can't get everything done. Number two, you know you're the bottleneck in your business and holding things back. Number three, you're doing things that are out of your zone of genius and you're starting to feel anxiety. When we start to feel anxiety, when we start to, and believe it or not, this is, this is totally true, when we start to feel anxiety, when we start to feel that scared, like, oh my gosh, this is going to go away. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm running and my feet aren't on the ground. All of that is fear. And all of that is us thinking about something in the past. And that's not what we want to do, right? So if things, if we're getting anxiety about the things that we're doing, it's because it's not in alignment with who we are and what we want to accomplish. So again, that's how we know we need to have a COO. Your business has been in the same place. Maybe it's plateaued. Maybe it's gone backwards. And number five, you don't have time in your schedule to create and to connect with that vision. Those are the five things that if you're seeing this in your business and you're seeing these patterns or you're doing these things, it's time that you really think about getting that second in command. That person that can think and do at the same time. That person who can see the vision and they know how to then take it and execute into the business to implement the things that need to be implemented so that the business runs smoother, people are happier, and you have more freedom to do the things that you need to do and that you want to do. And I'm going to leave you this for this last, I'm going to leave you for this quote that I heard the other day again from my mentor, which really hit for me. And you want to remember this as a CEO. You are responsible for the leaders, not the people. When we are a CEO, we cannot be in the weeds. Yes, is it really nice? And this is something that I like to do myself to say happy birthday to people on your team, to give people encouragement, give, you know, be able to talk to people, find out what's going on. Yes. But should you be in the day to day? No, that is not the best use of your time. That is why we build a phenomenal team to handle those things. You are responsible for the leaders to make good leaders, to guide them to be better leaders, to be leaders in this new era of business. You're not responsible for all the day-to-day things. And as soon as we start to think like that, again, our mindset elevates from just being a business owner to being a CEO, to being a CEO of our dream and our vision. So I hope this helped you. And I would love, love, love that if this episode helped you in any way, please leave me a comment or a review and let me know, you know, what helped you the most. We are accepting applications, by the way, for my C-suite mentorship. If you are interested in getting high-level coaching as a CEO or small business owner and helping to coach your second in command. So maybe you identified somebody in your business or you want to hire someone, but you're not even really sure how to train them. Well, you definitely want to join my C-suite mentorship. If you go to teresacantley.com forward slash C-suite mentorship, you can go ahead and you can fill out an application and book a call with me. And we will see if you are a good fit for the program. 
It's an amazing program. I have so many people that have gone through it. And I mean, it has changed their perspective on things and has really set them up to be, you know, a rock star. I hate using that word, but a rock star business in this new era of business and in this new world. So if you are interested in applying, definitely make sure that you go to teresacantley.com forward slash C-suite mentorship and just click the button to go ahead and fill out the application, answer the questions, and then also book a call with me. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and let's all take care of each other just a little bit more than we already do.